Good afternoon. Welcome to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll try to entertain, educate. Enlighten is a pretty strong word. But I'll try to at least get you thinking a little bit differently than you may have before. And a little bit on the alternative side. That's my, that's my thing, as they say. Yes, it's the middle of tax season. Yes, it's early April. But if I'm going to take a bit of a break from the CPA tax office during April, uh, mid-afternoon is the best time to do that. That's when all the phones are ringing and doors are opening and closing and the real work gets done late at night or early in the morning. And if any clients are listening, I'm working on your taxes. I'm doing them in the order that they were received by me. And as usual, I will get a lot of work done in the next few days of April. Guaranteed. Today, I've got a subject. Well, I've always had more than one subject, but the main subject today is something that you'll be hearing about for years. It's a very important concept. And it's something that you won't hear as usual, you know, on Business Buzz. You're going to hear things here that you don't hear on CNN or NBC News or MSNBC or Fox or any of those places. Well, you might hear it a little bit on the business news. Fox Business or Bloomberg, but you won't hear a lot about it because they don't want you to be scared. And their main thing is they don't want you to move money out of the bank. That's their main goal is to keep your money in their bank or their stockbroker account or their money market account. That's their main goal and they'll do anything and everything to keep your money in their bank earning virtually zero interest. Each year while I'm doing taxes, I see all the different banks from all my different clients. It's amazing the basic interest income in 2021 versus 2020 for savings accounts. I'm not talking about people who do look online and find the CDs. I've looked those up lately. I believe I found one. It was like an online bank, Ally Bank, something like that. And I believe it was paying 1.5%. My point is that the 2021 tax year, which we're working on now in early 22, the interest earned on basic bank accounts is about a third of what it was in 2020. And in 2020, it was already really, really low. I've just been amazed that someone with, say, $20,000 in the bank is earning something like $2 of interest for the year. It's unbelievable. And the reason it's unbelievable is your money is earning virtually zero in the bank. But even if you shop around and buy a CD to 
to pay 1.5%, which I believe was the highest I found. The problem there, and this uh, relates to one of the articles I brought today to share with you. And again, thanks for spending part of your busy day with me. I appreciate it. And I think this came from March, so it was probably February's numbers, but it says U.S. inflation jumped to 40-year high of 7.9% last month. The price was propelled by increased prices for gas, food, and housing in the sharpest spike since 1982. We all noticed the gas price. Yes, this is a March 10th uh, article. Says inflation surged again last month to a new 40-year high of 7.9% for gas, food, and housing. I talked about this last week when I was talking about shrinkflation. The reason why this matters is that gas, food, and housing are pretty much the three categories that everybody shares. Everybody gets hurt when those go up. You could have a category of entertainment or movie prices or airfare. But not all people take vacations. Not all people go to the movies. But gas, food, and uh, housing, that pretty much affects just about everyone. And when those go up, everybody hurts. My point with your bank earning virtually zero is that you're losing, and this is if you believe the government's number of, I'm going to call it 8%, it's 7.9. If you believe that number, and I have reason not to believe it, I have reason to believe it's in reality probably at least double that. So we're probably talking 16%. Let's just be conservative and call it 10%. You know they're lying when they say 7.9. You know how you... uh, Do you know how you know how a government statistician is lying? Their mouth is moving. I'm sure you saw that one coming. So let's just call it 10%. If your purchasing power is going down by 10% per year, the reality is back in the 70s when the interest rates had to be pushed way up to try to slow the inflation down, You could earn 15% in a government bond. I believe they got up to like 17%. That was the offset. So if you're a person with $100,000 in the bank that you worked hard and saved all your working life, and inflation's 15%, what do you care? You're making 17 with a safe government bond. That's how the system is supposed to work. Now, if we fast forward to today, we're in a broken system. The broken system is what we're in right now. You're losing at least, and I'm going to just say 10%. You're losing at least 10% per year of your purchasing power of that money that's in the bank, but nobody's paying you any interest to leave it there. Not to mention the fact that the minute you deposit money into the bank, You are now a creditor, and the bank owes you the money. It's not your money anymore. 
you've just entered into a contract with a possibly very crooked, bankrupt, illegal acting bank, especially the large ones. I'll get into that in a little bit with some of my articles that I brought today. But my main focus today is the the decreasing power of your money because you're not able to earn interest safely. You're being forced to put your money into the stock market, which is totally at the whim of the uh, president's working group on financial markets, something like that. I can't remember the exact name. I call it the plunge protection team. It's been in effect. I believe it's been in effect in some form or another since the 1930s, but it really kicked in in the late 1980s when the big crash that lost 25% of the stock market value in one day, October of 87. That's when they kicked it into high gear. Every day, our government, and that's another point I want to make, Anyone who believes the government is looking out for your best interest, uh, that's the number one premise that everybody made a huge mistake with, especially since this COVID thing started. There's a large segment of people who actually believe the government is truthful, honest, helpful, and they have your interest in mind. That is the number one premise that messed a lot of people up. I personally have... Uh, personal contact, I won't go into detail, with persons or persons, people or persons that were directly, and I mean in a huge way, directly negatively affected by our government and their, I can't think of the word that calls someone a liar but a non-truthful entity. So my number one advice, if you listen to Business Buzz at all, is quit thinking that the government has your best interest in mind because almost everything they do lately is not in our best interest. One of the other things they do is they purposely keep these inflation numbers down Remember, the Social Security and other the other cost of living increases, they're based on this CPI number each year. If they were to honestly give you the correct thing, like a 20% inflation that's probably really happening, that means they would have to increase your Social Security check by 20%. Uh, we know they don't want to do that. So the bottom line is your money is losing value when inflation is high and interest is low. And that's, it's a non, in a real world, that would not happen. In a real world, like I was saying, you'd have inflation high, but at the same time, you would have interest rates high in the bank to compensate for that inflation. This is not the real world we're in right now. We're in a fake, artificial, low interest rate world since 07 or 08. And when that thing crashed, it crashed. And uh, nothing ever really got fixed. That's the problem we're all having right now. It's pretty disgusting. I do notice that the 
gas prices have dipped a little bit, maybe uh, 10 or 20 cents the last week or so. So that's kind of good news, but it's really depressing to spend over $100 to fill up a regular tank of gas. Well, this is Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Thanks for listening to Business Buzz. I'll be right back after this short break. Henry Ford, the original titan of the automobile industry, believed in progress, innovation, and dramatic change. His Model T revolutionized American culture. But after 15 years of being the only car on the road, changes had to be made. The Model T just wasn't equipped to handle the new, faster-moving, paved roads. So how did this revolutionary man handle it when they tried to change the Model T? He looked at the shiny new red prototype and began attacking it. Ripping it apart with his bare hands. That's what Henry Ford thought of change. We all have a little bit of Henry Ford in us. We get fixated on something we like and we strongly oppose change. But accepting change is a healthy part of life. But like Henry Ford, we tend to want to tear apart anything that tries to change what we've grown to feel comfortable with. Some basic life principles should never change, but other things should change. We can embrace it and move ahead, or we can attack it. The roads of life are always changing. We need to change to keep up or get left behind in the dust. This is Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. I don't know any passage in the Bible that's more convicting than this. Do you love people like you do yourself? Be willing to take care of them like you take care of yourself. Powerful. David Hockey shares more about the greatest commandment this week on Hope for Today. Tune in for Hope for Today weekdays at 8 a.m. here on KKXX. When life hits us hard, we begin asking hard questions, and we need real answers. Suddenly, the laughter of the sitcom seems so shallow, and sappy love songs offer no real hope or direction. But piercing through the static of entertainment comes a glimpse of clarity. Here we are, a radio station with answers. Most entertainment helps you escape reality. We help you face it with hope, peace, and answers that come from God. Lock it in here for real life answers. You are listening to Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Do you know why policemen have guns and badges? Because the government has a duty to protect the lives of innocent human beings. That's what the right to life is. When Roe v. Wade came down, it was much more than about babies. The suspension of the right to life means we're all at risk. Find out more on Life Matters. Listen Saturdays at 6 on KKXX. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. 
So glad you can spend part of your busy afternoon with me. It's April. April has been a crazy month for me since I was born. I've probably mentioned this before. My father was a tax guy, an accountant in Oakland, California when I was born. And I've had a tax season in my life since I was born. He was doing it since the mid-50s. I was born in the late 50s, and I grew up with a dad and a mom working a accounting and tax business. He did quite a bit of accounting, which I don't really do. It was a really interesting business. Back before the days of the computer, people really did need a bookkeeper, an accountant to do actual keep the books, as they say. And they had, he had physical ledgers that were on ledger cards. He had a fireproof safe, and those ledgers were like the Bible of all these clients. Very interesting back then prior to the computers. Also, as far as printing a tax return, it was done by hand before he got automated in the 1970s. He jumped on the bandwagon. The first tax program that came out was called TACS. They would have a courier come and pick up a box every day of data sheets that we filled out. I started working for him in 1980. He started doing the computer input sheets around the mid-70s when they first came out with that. Then the courier would take the box to the processing center. There would be people inputting on the, probably looked like the big Apollo 11 moon computer rooms. They would input the info from the data sheets that we filled out. Then a couple days later, they would come back with a printed box of all the tax returns printed and ready to sign course this was before e-filing but it's interesting because it's it's been almost 50 years now since taxes could be done in some fashion on a computer prior to that I remember when I was a child my mom would have a copy machine at home on the kitchen table and since they had two young boys myself and my brother She would be up till 3 a.m. every night photocopying the taxes that my dad had filled out in pencil on the forms. The interesting thing is these days with a computer program, if you hit one number and change it on the back form of a tax form, it'll filter through and hit 10 different spots and change the whole tax return instantaneously. Obviously, that's what the computers do. That's not the way it used to be. So could you imagine you just got done with a fairly complicated tax return by hand and then you get a phone call and somebody says, oh, and I forgot I spent $500 on a a new forklift, whatever. So you got to go to the depreciation schedule and change all those numbers. You got to bring that new changed depreciation total over to the business schedule that has the depreciation listed. Then you have to carry that business net not only to the front page where they're going to pay regular tax on it, you'd have to also carry that new 
corrected business net income number to their self-employment tax page. People have been paying self-employment tax or social security tax since the 1930s. Any little change would cause you to erase five different places and do new tallies on five different forms. It's unbelievable how much labor went into doing those prior to the computer. The 70s, the computer service, like I was saying, came into being where he could fill out the forms. The courier would get them. The courier would bring them back printed. If we checked them and they were correct, they'd be ready to sign and get mailed out. Of course, back then, if you remember, before e-filing, you had to attach all of the W-2 copies to the front of the tax returns, federal and state. Just the assembling was a complete department in every tax office to assemble all these taxes, get them signed, get the envelopes around them, get the W-2s stapled to the front of the page. It's unbelievable the amount of work. Which is interesting because now, when you think about the way the computers are so advanced, it frees up the time of people like myself or the other uh, tax-preparing professionals in, in Chico and everywhere. It frees up our time to spend our time doing what's most important, which is you know planning out the lowest taxes, knowing where to put everything, knowing how to save somebody tax over the next five years, not just right now. I do that all the time. Uh, that's what that's where the expertise and the professionals need to spend their time, not uh, uh, erasing and you know adding up columns of numbers ten times when they're finalizing a paper return. It just doesn't make sense. That's my little spiel about computers and taxes, but I digress. I was talking about inflation and how your money is going down the tubes as we speak. But everybody notices the gas price. I talked to you last time about shrinkflation. So you know that even in the grocery store, if the price didn't change, the weight of what you're buying probably did. So you're getting inflated there too. Housing, I don't even want to talk about. It's unbelievable. The price of a home... The rent cost of a home, it's getting out of control. And we're, we're here in Chico. Could you imagine what it's like if you live in the peninsula or the uh, San Francisco or uh, Los Gatos or any of those places now? It's thousands of dollars a month if you want to rent a place. Unbelievable. I, I don't know how people, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have bought the house that I live in. I bought it 30 years ago, thank goodness. There's no way I could afford it right now. Not that it's that big of a deal, but I'm just saying I wouldn't buy a house for this price. Uh, we could be looking at a market top on houses. You could, your your $100,000 down on a $500,000 home could disappear in two months right now. I'm not saying it will. And this is not financial advice. I'm just saying that it's very, very dangerous. Very dangerous right now to buy into a super expensive housing market. 
I don't really recommend it. I'm not sure it would be a great idea. So that is gas, housing, food. We've pretty much covered that. So what I want to talk about next, after this next break, is a thing called de-dollarization. It's happening right now. I'll try to explain my take on why it's happening. I'm not an expert, and this is not financial advice. It's just entertainment, folks. I don't mean to say folks. It's just entertainment, and I am not a certified financial planner. I'm just a CPA doing a lot of taxes. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. I'll be right back. a bright new day. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, and there's never been a better day to try Mount Shasta spring water. Hi, I'm Bob the Drop. I come from a protected spring at the base of Mount Shasta. I'm bottled at the source. It doesn't get more cool and refreshing than that, and it's delivered right to your door. Yep, pure and simple. Naturally the best. Start your bright new day by calling 1-800-922-6227 to order some of the best tasting water on the planet. Mount Shasta spring water. Just for a moment, consider how much you pay each month for cable or satellite, video rentals, or for a movie in the theater each month. Or how about each year? And let's be honest, how often do any of these really have positive messages? Now consider that we as a station bring you positive entertainment, encouragement, and ministry 24-7. What is that worth to you? If every listener gave just a few dollars to our program, our ministry would grow exponentially. We would like to thank all of our listeners for financially supporting our teaching and talk program. Tell your friends about Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. Nothing hurts my mom that she showed anyway. She'd always say, you do what you need to do to take care of yourself. But she thought that meant she had to do it on her own. We were trained to help others, but there's strength in finding help for yourself too. We're in this together. The VA Women Veterans Call Center connects veterans with personalized information on VA services that can make a difference. Call 1-855-VA-WOMEN or visit www.womenshealth.va.gov. When life hits us hard, we begin asking hard questions, and we need real answers. Suddenly, the laughter of the sitcom seems so shallow, and sappy love songs offer no real hope or direction. But piercing through the static of entertainment comes a glimpse of clarity. Here we are, a radio station with answers. Most entertainment helps you escape reality. We help you face it with hope, peace, and answers that come from God. Lock it in here for Real Life Answers. You are listening to Live Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. In the thick of things here in April. 
This is the first year in three that the IRS hasn't extended the tax season, so I guess the pandemic is oh, must be over. Hmm. Wasn't I saying that about two years ago? Oh, sorry. Not a doctor, not medical advice. And I would say go see your own doctor, but based on some of the word I've been getting from people who did talk to their doctors, I'm not sure you can believe a word they say either anymore. I don't mean to slander the whole health industry, but I believe there's a few bad apples hanging around. It's just my opinion. Not medical advice, not financial advice. I was talking about de-dollarization, and what that means is since in 1971, uh, under President Nixon, I won't say Nixon did it because none of these presidents do anything that they aren't told to do. So during the, I'll say this, during the Nixon administration, put it that way, it was August of 71, we officially decoupled the U.S. dollar from anything to do with gold. That forced our government to work out a deal with Saudi Arabia, where they were the major oil producer by far. And Saudi Arabia agreed that all oil contracts would be done in the U.S. dollar, which meant that all of these trillions of dollars being spent on Saudi oil created a demand for dollars that forced everyone to have dollars in order to buy oil. That caused the U.S. dollar to be what's called the world reserve currency. And it kind of has been basically since about, about World War II. I'm going to look something up while I'm talking here. And what it is, I'm going to see where I can find it. I can direct you to uh direct you to where to see this. And what's interesting is you can see all the world's reserve currencies. I got to find this. I got to see where I can find it. I, I've seen it before. I, I'll have to look. So let me see. Here it is. I think this will be it. Oh, yeah, this is the one. So this is from J.P. Morgan. I found it on Azizanomics, an economic web uh, blog post site. Anyway, so it runs from the year 1400 through now. And the title of the picture is called Reserve Currency Status Does Not Last Forever. So in the 1400s till about, I don't know, 1525, Portugal was the reserve currency. I don't know what they call the Portuguese unit. Portuguese. I'd have to look that up. I'm not going to do it right now. I don't think it's a peso. 
Then in uh, around 1530 or 1550, anybody have a guess of which country became the reserve currency after Portugal? Well, let's see. There's two countries that basically controlled the whole colonization of most of the whole world in the 1500s. One was Portugal. The other was, oh yeah, the other Iberian country, Spain. So the Spanish, I think that was called a dollar, Spanish dollar. That was the reserve currency until about, well, according to this little graph, maybe 1640. Then it was the Netherlands. And I believe that one might be called the Gilder. The Dutch Gilder. I I don't know. I, I would have to look it up. But anyway, so the Netherlands, they had the shortest uh, stint here on the map. But they were probably in it for uh, 80 years. Then in about 1730 to maybe 1800, it was France. And that would be the franc. So the French franc was the reserve currency from the mid, from the early 1700s till probably, I'm guessing, 1800-ish. Of course, Napoleon, when were all those Napoleon wars going on? About 1810, something like that. I'm not a real history expert. I enjoy reading about it at times, but it's not something I'm going to, you know, devote my life to. So after France, anybody have any guesses who was the reserve currency from about 1800 until about probably up till World War II? That would be the British pound. That's actually the oldest currency in the world. It's only lost something like 99% of its value against silver. That's why it's called the pound sterling. I've talked about that before. Then after World War II, good old U.S. dollar became the world reserve currency. And like I say, uh, we were a very wealthy country. All the silver from Nevada, all the gold from California, Alaska, Colorado even had quite a bit of gold, I believe. So we had a very wealthy country that never should have gone bankrupt. But we did decouple from the gold in 1971. But the petrodollar thing that I just talked about with the Saudi oil having to be done in dollars, that is what kept us as the reserve currency when we decoupled from gold. Here's the problem. You can't have a world reserve currency that abuses the privilege, which is what has happened. I've been talking about it on Business Buzz for weeks and weeks and months, but this article says it all. I may have already mentioned this article previously a couple of months ago, but... 80% of all U.S. dollars in existence have been printed in just the last two years. And this was written at the end of January. 
I'm going to read this first paragraph before this break. Since March of 2020, Americans and the world alike have watched from the sidelines as power-hungry politicians have ushered in draconian lockdowns, shutdowns, police state measures, and brought the economy to its knees, while governments around the planet use their central banks to devalue their currencies by printing money to fund their tyranny, the U.S. led the way down this road to fiscal horror. This is Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I'll be right back on Business Buzz. With home mortgage rates still near historic lows, now is a great time to buy or refinance. Michael Humes is your one-stop mortgage lender. Michael Humes and his knowledgeable staff are well-versed in a wide variety of loan types, including FHA, Fannie Mae, USDA, HomePath, and HARP. For a free evaluation of your mortgage needs, call him, 530-624-7942. That's 530-624-7942. Be sure to listen to Michael's Mortgage Market Update every Wednesday at 2.30 on Your Home Today. This is Michael Humes, Mortgage Specialist at Network Mortgage, located at 155 East 3rd Avenue. NMLS License 230273, BRE License 01250862, employed by Network Mortgage, BRE License 01840139, NMLS License 358237, Equal Housing Opportunity. From the Pacific Justice Institute, this is The Legal Edge. Defending your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Davis. Pacific Justice Institute recently filed suit against California's West Contra Unified School District after the district was attempting to enforce a COVID-19 vaccine mandate on students. In California, school districts have no authority to create their own vaccine mandates. After being initially defiant, the school district backed down in the face of our lawsuit. In addition, PJI will continue to battle against a bill now pending in the legislature to mandate COVID-19 vaccinations in schools statewide. PJI provides legal representation without charge. Get exclusive email updates by registering for The Legal Insider at pji.org. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. The Bible, our foundation. This is Ken Ham, CEO of the Noah's Ark Attraction, the Ark Encounter, south of Cincinnati. What's your foundation? Okay, what do I mean by that? Well, we all have an ultimate authority, something we base our thinking on and interpret the world through. For many people, that standard is themselves, their own wisdom or feelings. But we can't trust our sinful hearts. 
they'll quickly lead us astray. Instead, we must start our thinking with the ultimate authority, the Word of God. God's perfect, flawless, unchanging Word should be our starting point. That means we build our worldview from God's Word and we test our own thoughts, opinions and feelings against God's Word to see if they're right or wrong. We're not the authority. God is. Plan your visit to the Ark Encounter when you go to our website at AnswersRadio.com. Travel here to tour the life-size Ark, visit the zoo and more. Go to AnswersRadio.com. Be sure to listen to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries, Monday through Fridays at 10 a.m. on Life Radio, KKXX, AM 930 and FM 104.5. Weekdays at 10 a.m. and Saturday morning at 8 here on KKXX. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. America, bless God. Fellow Americans, your hearing this admonition establishes that you are one who cares for the America that has been so blessed by Almighty God. We implore you to embrace the laws of nature and of nature's God, to read and know the Constitution. Join with other moral and religious people and organizations to foster the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. America, bless God. God has abundantly blessed America. Our founding fathers knew and understood the laws of nature and of nature's God that prosper a people in harmony with them. Most assuredly, people that seek first God's ways of universal righteousness, spiritual prosperity, create the environment of peace, harmony, and blessing that naturally pave the way to material prosperity. America, bless God. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Happy that you're able to spend part of your afternoon. I've got a busy afternoon, but I did take my little lunch break and that's Business Buzz. It works out fine. I'll be back at work very soon. I was discussing de-dollarization. It's a huge, huge issue. It's occurring because the U.S. dollar has basically been ruined by all this printing of money. If printing, if printing more paper money solved anything economically or uh, fiscally, why wouldn't why would currencies why would every paper currency in history, die. Why would that be? The average life of a currency is around 28 years. The oldest currency, I'm just going from memory here because I've mentioned this before, the oldest currency is the British pound. I believe it's been around since the 1600s or something. But it's worth about one one one-hundredth of what it used to be worth when you value it in silver or gold which is the only way to value a currency. 
Because if you think of gold and silver as a currency, that kind of straightens your mind out and solves your problem. You can't think of the only currency as being these dollars that are in the bank account. In fact, as far as the story of inflation, I have a little a little story to tell you, and this is how it works. You've heard of Rip Van Winkle. So Rip Van Winkle woke up, and his beard, of course, was down to his knees because he's been sleeping for quite a long time. And he woke up. And he found a payphone, and he had some silver dimes in his pocket. And he got on the payphone. Now, you have to be at least my age to even know what a payphone is. I did see a payphone booth the other day, and I meant to take a picture of it. You just don't see very many. When I was in London, I was lucky enough to go to London three years ago. Uh, That's the last time I'll ever leave the U.S. based on what I see as far as these travel rules, which I'm not going to discuss right now, but I doubt if I'll ever leave the U.S. They have lots of those old British phone booths because they're like a tourist attraction and they're cool and they're red, but none of them have phones in them, but they are still up on the streets because they're cool. So Rip Van Winkle does get through on the phone and he calls his stockbroker calls a stockbroker uh, at the bank to check on his account and the broker gets on the line and says oh mr van winkle yes your value of your account today is ten million three hundred thousand dollars and rip is just in shock he's so happy he's so excited he knows he's rich And this is only a joke for the older crowd here listening. So right after he gets told his account balance, the operator comes on the line and says, that'll be $10,000 for the next three minutes. Anybody old enough to have used payphones knows exactly what I'm talking about. But the point of that story is, okay, Rip, you've got 10 million three... 10.3 million in your account. But everything's so expensive, you might as well have, you know, the equivalent of 500 bucks. That's what's going to happen here with this inflation problem. And it is a problem. And this de-dollarization is a problem also. I brought a couple of articles. De-dollarization, this is from... uh, Oh, I can't even read the name of this website. They can sue me if they want to, you know, not if they didn't get credit for their writing, whatever. De-dollarization is a process of substituting the U.S. dollar as the currency used for trading oil and or other commodities. Buying U.S. dollars for the Forex reserves, bilateral trade agreements, dollar-denominated assets. It happens when the leading central banks diversify their reserves away from the U.S. dollar to other assets or currencies like the euro, renminbi, renminbi, which is the Chinese yuan, or gold. The USD, U.S. dollar has been the world's dominant currency since the conclusion of the Second World War. The dollar has also been the most sought reserve currency for decades. 
which means it is held by central banks across the globe in significant quantities. The dollar is also primarily used in cross-border transactions by nations and businesses. This unique position not only makes the U.S. the leader in the financial and monetary system, but also provides incomparable leverage when it comes to coercive ability to shape decisions taken by governments, businesses, and institutions. Causes of this shift. The U.S. dollar as a sanctions weapon. The U.S. has for long used imposition of sanctions as a tool to achieve foreign policy and goals, which entails restricting access access to U.S.-led services in payment and financial transaction processing domain. The other causes of the shift, the emergence of China, slowdown in the U.S. economy, European Union's independent policy assertion, Russia-U.S. detachment, and U.S.-China trade war. So uh, when we do these sanctions on Russia, what ends up happening, and I'm I'm just going to paraphrase because, you know, this is a subject some nerd could get, you know, three hours in a, on a speech all about, but I'm not that much of an expert. All I'm saying is right now, Russia and China and a lot of other countries are doing their own trading and not using dollars. That's pretty much the bottom line. They're doing all their trades. They're selling their oil. They're selling, they're buying gold. And nobody, China and Russia never let an ounce of gold leave their borders that they've mined. And I believe China is one of the leading gold mining countries in the world. They've never exported an ounce of gold. Same with Russia. Uh, Russia's a decent-sized silver miner. I think they're like 7th or 8th in the world. The bottom line is the dollar may not be the reserve currency forever. I'm not saying how long it's going to take, but... It's not going to... It's not going to last forever. Here it says right here, what would de-dollarization look like? On March 15th, we may have gotten a hint when the Wall Street Journal reported that Saudi Arabia was in talks with China to sell oil in yuan, which is China's currency. China buys more than 25% of the oil that Saudi Arabia exports. If priced in yuan, those sales would boost the standing of China's currency. The Saudis are also considering including yuan-denominated futures contracts, known as the petro-yuan. Bottom line, the dollar is going to die. Not sure when, not sure how long. With this inflation, it's kind of already going by the wayside, but it's still the world's favorite currency. They they kind of call it the le- the least dirty shirt in the hamper. In other words, all of these paper currencies are dying. It's just that which one is dying the fastest, and the dollar's not not probably dying faster. I believe the euro's been declining against the dollar, but they all they're. They're all measured just against other currencies. So you have to measure them against gold and silver. 
Now, I've got to come up against one uh, come up and talk about one other of my favorite subjects, which is the Federal Reserve acting like they're going to stop buying bonds. When I was saying how low when I was saying how low the interest rates are and that it's not natural, the reason they are low is not because of the market. If the market was a free price discovery market like it's supposed to be, we would have interest rates somewhere above 2%. Uh, I told you before, the average interest rate over 300 years is like 5 or 6%. When I bought my first home in the late 80s, I had a 9% mortgage. And that was kind of a high point, but 9% mortgage was normal at that time. The reason why these rates are as low as they are is I told you about the plunge protection team. Every day they're just buying, buying, buying billions of dollars worth of these bonds that nobody really wants. I mean, do you really want to lock up your money for 10 years and earn 2.1% or so? When you know inflation is eight, and that's the admitted inflation by a lying, crooked government, it's probably 20%. Would you lock up your money for 10 years to earn 2%? No, and nobody else would. But people, some countries are forced to buy these. The problem is there's not enough buyers, so the interest rate would just rise, rise, rise with everybody wanting to get out of these lousy bonds. So we end up, our Federal Reserve ends up buying all the bonds. It's called quantitative easing. Now they're threatening to go backwards and say quantitative tightening. And I'm going to read a quick little bit from an article. I don't have much time left. Stocks and bonds dumped after Fed's Brainard, he's one of the governors, warns QT, which is quantitative tightening, could start in May. They're always saying could. We could raise rates nine times. We could tighten. Tightening means they stop buying so many bonds. I've got some news for you. They said they've been tightening. On November 3rd, they announced they were going to be tightening. At that point, the Fed's balance sheet uh, was $8.595 trillion. Well, guess what? They claimed to be buying less of these garbage bonds. Remember, this is not financial advice. Talk to your financial advisor. Don't listen to me. They claim to have been tightening, but on December 22nd, about six weeks later, the balance sheet was $8.79 billion. So instead of going from $120 billion a month down to $105 that they said they were going to do and tightening, buying less, They've been buying more. It went from $120 billion a month to $140 billion a month. Uh, this is the reason why I'm saying the dollar is becoming worthless and these people are lying. You cannot believe the government. Please stop listening to them. Not financial advice, not medical advice. Just please stop listening to them. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Thanks for listening to Business Buzz. I'll see you next time. Have a great week.
Tune in weekdays at 7.30 for Focus on the Family, here on KKXX. Reason to believe. The evidence. Exhibit F2. To believe your brain could have evolved by random chance takes a lot of blind faith. The human brain is the most complex organ in the known universe. It contains more than 30 billion special cells known as neurons. And there are another 250 billion special cells that facilitate communication between the neurons. And incredibly, every one of the 30 billion neurons is connected to the other neurons in a staggering degree of complicated connections. In less than a second, your brain can calculate the trajectory of a football thrown at 30 miles an hour toward you without warning. In a moment, your brain calculates your position and the ball's ultimate trajectory and sends detailed electronic messages to the muscles in your arms and legs at more than 300 miles a second to move you into position to catch the ball. No computer on earth can do that. With that kind of evidence, what do you think? Could the human brain have evolved simply by random chance? Documentation found in the book. KKXX Paradise, K280GL Chico, and K283AR Chico, Yuba City, Marysville. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters reporting. A gunman opens fire on a Brooklyn subway shooting at least 10 people. Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell says the subway gunman, who was wearing a green construction vest, put on a gas mask, opened a smoke canister, then started shooting inside the train at the 36th Street Station in Brooklyn. When the commissioner was asked about terrorism... We do not know the motive at this time, but we're not ruling anything out. John Butzikaris was on the subway going to school when the shooting happened, and the conductor got on the loudspeaker. He was screaming for medical assistance, and everyone evacuated, and it was just a scary moment. Alex Vasquez lives nearby and saw people running out the station. There was a girl, they taking in the, in the ambulance. I just saw when they put in the ambulance, I saw the, the leg was bleeding. In Sunset Park, Brooklyn, I'm Julie Walker. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken says the United States and its partners are checking on reports that Russian forces potentially used chemical weapons in Ukraine. We're not in a position to confirm anything. I don't think the uh, Ukrainians are either. But Blinken says the U.S. has been warning that Russia may use chemical weapons in Ukraine. We uh, had credible information that Russian forces may use a variety of riot control agents, uh, including tear gas, mixed with chemical agents that would cause uh, stronger symptoms uh, to weaken and incapacitate entrenched uh, Ukrainian fighters and civilians. New York Lieutenant Governor Brian Benjamin resigned Tuesday in the wake of his arrest in a federal corruption investigation. It comes just months after the resignation of Governor Andrew Cuomo. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 87 points. The Nasdaq dropped 40. The S&P 500 lower by 15. Crude oil up $6.31 to $100.60 a barrel on the New York Mercantile Exchange. More at townhall.com. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. 
Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. This Easter holiday, see the movie based on the inspiring true story. Figured it out. I'm going to be a priest. For Halloween. A father's stew. No one wants to hear the gospel from the mouth of a gangster. Academy Award nominee Mark Wahlberg. Maybe that's exactly what they need. And Academy Award winner Mel Gibson. Men don't lose when he gets knocked down, but when he won't get up. God ain't giving up on you. Don't you dare go giving up on yourself. When the man comes around. Father Stew, exclusively in movie theaters tonight. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Here's the Wall Street Business Report. The latest inflation numbers are out. Consumer prices up 8.5% over the past year. E.J. Antoni with the Heritage Foundation says inflation in March increased by 1.2%. 1.2% every month for a whole year. That's 15.4% annual inflation. At that rate, prices are going to double in less than five years. That's scary. President Biden is waiving a federal rule and will allow the sale of higher ethanol blend gasoline this summer. The White House hopes the move will lower prices at the gas pump. Stocks rallied in the morning but gave back the gains in the afternoon. And at the closing bell, the Dow was down 88 points. The Nasdaq lost 40 points in today's trading, while the S&P 500 slid by 15. For the Wall Street Business Report, I'm Greg Clugston. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. The following program is sponsored by Focus on the Family and is supported by the prayers and financial gifts of wonderful friends like you.